0: Plot twists, we're obsessed with them.
1: In film, life, and love, they turn up everywhere.
0: It's that moment in a story where it takes you in an unexpected direction.
1: I'm Tom, comedy and impressions lover.
0: And I'm Fran, super fan of reality TV and rom-coms. And
1: we're from now. And throughout this series, we're going to be interviewing TV and film stars, asking them all about their favorite plot twists, both on and off screen.
0: So expect the unexpected and hopefully some behind-the-scenes gems that you've never heard before. Contains spoilers? Obviously.
1: OK, Fran, it's, it's a big occasion. It's, it's quite serious.
0: Happy birthday. <laughs> Is it a happy birthday? Well,
1: it's 50 episodes for Plot Twist. That's oh, it's a celebration. That's a milestone. It's a milestone. So we need a party, we need to celebrate, Check. we need some balloons. We do. Uh, but we need a guest who's who's befitting of that milestone.
0: Someone who's going to turn up and really commit to the party.
1: Yeah, it's going to give us a flavour of what we've had with Plot Twist, the highs and the lows, the eloquent stories. Cue Q... Emily, Emily Aitak.
0: Aitak. She was perfect for the job.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, from In Between Us to I'm a Celebrity, finishing runner up to Harriet Knapp. What a series that was.
0: Yeah. And that really gave her the platform for what she then went on to do next. Yeah. She's done presenting, she's got her own sketch show, she's done stand up comedy. She really has got many strings to the bow. And we just knew she was going to be Great hilarious
1: fun. and really funny. We had
0: her in person. And from the moment she walked in, she was that vibrant, positive, bubbly energy that you see on screen.
1: Yeah, and there's many sides to her actually that I think we're keen to explore because obviously she's got all these different gigs going on in terms of the stand-up comedy, the presenting, the being the actress in different shows and films. But she's very passionate about things away from that. So it'd be nice to mm. talk about that as well and kind of dig into it.
0: Yeah, we knew it was going to be a who and a roller coaster, <laughs> and I was just excited to uh, kick things off.
1: Here it is, our 50th episode of Plot Twist with Emily Atack. Fifty episodes of plot twists. This is the fiftieth. We're on our fiftieth. <gasps> what better way to celebrate? Have a little party. Have a bit of fun than Emily Ate. 50th. Yeah. 50th. 50th
2: episode. Yeah. What is, what is that in a marriage when it's a, uh, the? It's not the golden anniv. Is it the golden? Is anav- it pearl? Don't know. Well, better than gold.
0: Well done, congrats, guys. Thank you. We thought you were the the perfect perfect guest. guest?
2: Oh, you said that, and we said that in unison. There we go. Didn't even practice it. Didn't even (laughs)
0: practice it. Thanks for having me. The big question, though, is because it is the fiftieth. Episode mm. on the way here, did you have a bot for the journey? Um, I thought about <laughs> having a bot for the journey,
2: but I'm still recovering from the Brits. Well, are we were some...
1: going to ask, yes.
2: Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I should have bought a bottle of champagne, though, shouldn't I? It might a have helped with yeah. the recovery.
0: I know, you know, what they the say dog. just pick back up again it's and the, go. It's the only
2: way it's the only way through. <laughs> the only way and my mum's like no that's called alcoholism i'm like no it's the only
0: way just continue yeah. continue yeah. when you said about the bot for the germ which for listeners who don't know what that is that is when you have a drink on the way to dinner or yeah. or more drinks a bottle for the journey yeah also known as the Bot for the Journ. Bot for the journey. And I didn't Love know what it was called cool before that. I've also mm. done it myself, so yeah. now at least I've got a label.
2: Well, it all, the Bot for the Journ always starts really rank and it's always in like, um, you know, you get like an old bottle of water, empty the water out <laughs> and just fill it with like half vodka, half like <laughs> whatever you've got in the fridge, like old cranberry juice. Like that used to be my Bot for the journey, But as I've got older now, they've sort of, they've upgraded a bit. So now I'll have like a, maybe maybe a little mini bottle of Prosecco with a straw, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, if I'm going to like a party or the I just sort of trying to, I mean, don't get me wrong, I still do fumble around with old juices and mix things together and yeah I like, like to say I've gone classier but no they they do start, the bot for the journey isn't always the classiest it it's wouldn't. evolved
0: slightly but it stayed true to its roots
2: yeah yeah, I think it's that's rank.
1: good that's yeah. great how, how are you feeling post Brits We're two days on two
2: days on I would love to say oh yeah of course it's two days on I'm fine but I still don't feel normal <laughs> <laughs> honestly and I think it's because I'm in my 30s now this is what happens yeah, it? It, yeah
0: hangovers are worse
2: yeah. yeah was it a I great night though
0: it looks like great. it was loads of people there, yeah. loads of great lineup great of music. In oh,
2: God, it was amazing. I, I was surprised. I, I thought it might have been a little bit more kind of. Um, restricted with people but no it was lovely and I mean it took ages to get in with all the protocols and things like I, I Did you have I, a bot for the queue? Uh, I had a bot for the queue yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had about yeah. four bots for the queue because <laughs> um, it, yeah it just took so long being tested and everything but you know you've got, you've got to be safe and yeah but um no it was great it was so fun and there's something about the Brits that because I'm not in the music industry I'm you know mm. I'm in the kind of the acting and comedy world so like when I go to a music event, I'm really starstruck of everybody. It's a bit different. I'm used to now seeing, you know, Holly and Phil and 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 that. Casual, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's still great, but like <laughs> they're they're like my mates now. So like, if I go, but if I go to a music event and I see Sam Fender and like the 1975 and Anne Marie and like mm. really cool people, yeah, I I love it. I'm really starstruck. And like who, are you, most, who are you most starstruck by? Oh, who was I most starstruck by the other night? I, Sam, I'm still quite starstruck of Sam Fender when I
0: see Sam Fender. Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on. What a noise? We're going to ask you though, actually, because you've you've essentially grown up with famous faces around you within your family, but also yeah. then friends of the family and so on. It's like, would you actually get starstruck?
2: I well people say this to me all the time. I remember growing up, um I don't even know if we'd be able to keep this in, but we'll try it anyway. Um I so I, I'm related to Paul McCartney and I went round there for when I was really little, I went round for a Sunday Sunday roast. As you do. And, as you do. And we we got to the house and he went, and this was obviously years and years and years ago, but he said, you, you just missed Michael Jackson. He was here literally 10 Stop. minutes ago. And I was furious. I was so angry. No. And I was like, "Mom, why couldn't have we got here? Disappointed of a race yeah. with Paul McCartney. And she, went, she went, love. Yeah, she went, you related to a Beatle. Is that not enough? I was like, no, I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Michael Jackson sets oh, oh the standard God. pretty high, Yeah, not um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I sort of grew up around... Those people. So, anyone I did grow up around, it was very normal. I grew up with kind of like Les Dennis sitting in the kitchen and drinking with my mum and, (laughs) you know, really random stuff like that. I remember Carolina Hearn being around, lots of comedy people all the time, and like Bob Morton has been to my house. I remember David Walliams being at the house and, like, swinging my brother around by his legs at a party <laughs> and, you know, being fun with us. All. So, yeah. But there is something about, yeah, when I go to the Brits, it's like, oh, my God, exciting. Yeah.
0: Do you think, though, like you say, all those names you just mentioned, mm. so having grown up around names. them, yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> like There's one of, after the other, dropped. I was like, keep <laughs> them coming. But does it, do you think then when you went into the industry, it does make you realise even more so that people are just people mm. and they might be in the spotlight. They might have done mm. these things that have kind of put them on a more public scale, but actually they have roast dinners on a Sunday. Definitely.
2: Definitely. And they sit around hungover in their pajamas as well. You yeah, know, don't it's like, all. yeah, I think I, th- I absolutely think that. And it's funny if I see like a story about someone in the paper or, you know, the scandal going on, I always sort of, instead of looking at it from a salacious gossip point of view, I genuinely mm. think I, I go, God, I hope they're okay. Because, we all know as a family what it's like to go through those kinds of things. Mm. To everyone else, it's just gossip and it's just entertainment. But I think I definitely have a way more kind of a warmth of looking at people's situations and things when they're getting a bit of trouble in the press or, you know. Mm. uh, I definitely look at it from a different stance because I've just, Grown up with it, but yeah. you,
1: you can relate to that, not because of trouble necessarily, but oh, because,
2: I'm always in trouble. Wow, you know, no, <laughs>
1: like, <but> it <laughs> seems like you can't scratch your nose without it being in like totally. a, a tabloid sort of
2: definitely and especially, column. especially. I don't mean to sort of bang this drum too much, but being a woman and mm. being a young woman in the industry, being a young single woman in the industry, that's really tar- you are completely targeted mm. by tabloids mm. and press. It's a tabloids' dream if you're a young single girl in in the public eye. But I have an amazing. Support network around me that, that understand. So, mm.
0: yeah,
1: it's a bit of a juxtaposition, I suppose, because like getting that sort of exposure is not bad for your career in some ways, but then mm. also it is quite in- invasive, and totally. there is a fine balance between.
2: God, too. yeah, absolutely. And I, I've I've noticed that so much. And the number one thing people say to you is they go, you know, it's all part of it. You, this is just something you have to kind of live with. And don't get me wrong, I understand that there are certain things that you have to live with. But when you're on the an ugly side of, of mm. how bad it can be, it can be a really lonely, awful existence. And, you know, you've got perhaps camping outside your house, and yeah you, know, mm. you know you can't do the wine run in your pajamas
0: <laughs> 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 disaster
2: <laughs> um but yeah, and and there are there are certain invasions of privacy that that you think I didn't sign up for that surely mm. you know I do my bit and I'll happy to wave at, at photographers when I leave a restaurant and you know I always give slightly too much in an interview I do my bit you know but then there are certain times where you think oh my god you know there's a very ugly side to it it's, it's a
0: double edged sword yeah. yeah speaking of double edged swords social media <laughs>
1: <Go> on. <laughs> Go Go on. on i, Go on, on, <laughs> I
0: was going to say about in sort of building on that. Mm. I suppose with social media again, it's yes, there is a, a downside to it and we yeah. know that there's horrible sides of social media mm. with trolling and kind of mm. anonymity of people. But do you feel like it gives you more of a voice to speak directly to people? So sort of previously when people had that level of fame, mm. really that only access to that fan base was via mm. tabloids or live shows. But actually social media allows you to talk much more mm. directly to your fan base, get your story across. So do you find that that it gives you that sort of platform? It, it does. Do you know there are times though where I think, oh my god,
2: it should go back to how it was, where there was there's way more protection online, or like mm. you know,
1: it used well, to you're be. You're find that, that space, aren't you?
2: Yeah, and 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 this and this is the thing. The internet can be such an amazing, powerful thing for connecting with people and with fans. And I think that connecting with fans and things like that has has is also you know as scary as it all is at the time at times it has developed a really kind of modern and interesting way of engaging with people in a, in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the more uh, role models and things are connected to their fans, I think that can be a really good thing. But I also think there's definitely got to be some kind of control on it. It's it's yeah. out of control. Mm. It really is. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, people in the public eye that are having these problems of, of uh, kind of invasive comments and bullying and things like that. It's, it's everybody. We're all, I think, essentially everyone whether you're in the public eye or not you're still if you're on social media you're on some kind of everyone's on this pedestal now where they're putting their lives out there for everyone Mm. to see and the access is Mm. unlimited um so i just think there has to be a way and a balance maybe i'm asking for a perfect world but like there's got to be some kind of balance on it again. Well, you, I think you've highlighted
1: well. it, haven't you? That some of the comments that you get coming yeah. through. Yeah, that's and right. good for you for doing that. Thank you. Yeah. What, what's what's the goal for you? I mean, short term, what would be the ideal solution in terms of regulating this? Because
2: men stop being perverts. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. It's, <laughs> um no. It, it's yeah. I've been doing this campaign with Graz here, trying to sort of end cyber flashing, make cyber flashing illegal, and it, but even talking about it now, my heart rate goes up a little bit, and I get really? re- yeah, because I you know it's terrifying coming out and talking about these things because of the backlash that you get from it. If you want to kind of make a change on something and a difference with something, I have noticed that you have to really throw yourself in the ring, you know. Mm. And I think, for me, focusing on the kind of the sexual side of things, of the the explicit messages I get online, that was really important for me to talk about because that, for me, personally, has affected me more than anything else. You know, I get fat-shamed and all this kind of stuff. But I think... The dangers of being kind of targeted sexually online like that. It if, uh, well, I know for me personally what an effect it's had on on my mm. mental health. So yeah, and it's just it's something that I through it it got so bad in lockdown that it was just something that I, I wrote an article about it and then I didn't realise the pickup it would get and the reaction. And the the more kind of reaction it got, the more I sort of thought, oh my god, I really need to kind of push on this.
0: Mm. Yeah. Do you feel like a responsibility in that regard because you've Mm. got the platform that you can elevate a message like that?
2: I do, in a sense, yeah. And what makes me laugh is that people say to me, like, some people go, hang on a minute, you, you're fronting a campaign about men saying sexual, you know, sexually explicit things to you. You're joking. Like, you know, you don't have a leg to stand on with that. You stand up there on stage and all your material is about your sex life and about... But I think me more than anyone, all the more reason why it should be me talking about this because... Men need to kind of be educated and understand that... Don't do it to any woman, number one, but also it's, it's that thing of... There's a them, boundary. Perhaps. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And and it's like it's it's showing that uh, you should be able to be a sexually liberated woman and talk about your body, your your sexual experiences. That's my choice. You know, it's all about choice and, and educating people that if you make that choice, that is your decision to talk about. And your It doesn't body, mean, your... therefore, it's justified no. that people are doing that. Yeah, of choice and consent. That's the word I was going to Choice and consent. Definitely. Um, and they're they're the two they're two very key words in this. And there's so many blurred lines. With it but there shouldn't be, it should be simple, mm. it should be this as it's,
1: clear as day. It's a virtual aspect though, isn't mm. it? Because I suppose day to day people wouldn't be doing it. I mean, maybe some people do, mm. but um, yeah, they, they can hide behind these virtual walls yeah. and then do that. That's yeah. what makes it just that's where this regulation that somehow has to come in, sure,
2: totally. And as, especially if we're using the internet just as much as we're using our streets now, you know, mm. crossing a road mm. now is just like checking your Instagram. It's we live online now, so yeah. if we're going to live online, we need to make it it needs to be patrolled almost you know yeah. same conduct Just
0: rules s- that we have totally. in person yeah. if
2: you know the, the police are walking around the streets at night making sure people are okay you know it it should be uh, there should be some kind of patrolling online and also a punishment should happen for if you're if if you flash someone in the street you'll be punished hopefully mm. you know we like to think but there's something about when it's online you feel there is nothing in me that thinks i can call the police but why, why shouldn't why I be able to? Yeah, yeah it's. Yeah. But when someone said to me once, someone said, "Why don't you call the police?" I'm like, I've never even that
0: didn't even cross my mind. Yeah, and it I, feels like we almost feel like it's a bit more acceptable totally, when it yeah. happens in a virtual space. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think awful. it's brilliant though what you're doing. Mm, I think
1: yeah, absolutely. Like
0: I say using that platform. I think thank particularly you. for young people, where yeah, that's it's a really good point. For
2: them. That's such a good point. And the it's terrifying, isn't it? How it, yeah, we we have that luxury of knowing life before. Yeah, and and yeah, those those kids. Don't don't at all. This is their life now, so. Yeah. And I can actually say mm-hmm. to young people and say to my young cousins who are 10, 11 years old, no, honestly, there was a life before this. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't yeah. everything. That was yeah. not the be all yeah. end all. You know?
1: Um, We're the age yeah. of the transition as well. Because I remember like yeah. 13 getting my first Nokia 8610, yes. whatever it was. For sake. And oh. it. MSN <laughs> <laughs> and Bebo and all oh, those Oh, sort of...
2: MSN. Yeah. I still have dreams about MSN. <laughs> I dream about MSN all the time. It's really weird. What happens in the dream? Are I'm... you updating your status to a lyric? Yes. Yeah. 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 And, I, yeah, and I've sort of changed, depending on if I'm, like, a goth at the time or, you know, I've gone a bit more teeny, teeny... It, like, goes from Britney Spears lyrics to, like, Marilyn Manson lyrics. That's do you do how... the
0: log-off, log-ons so that you reappear to yeah. so the person you want and you
2: chatting know, to to know And yeah. you know, like, when a boy, a boy you really fancy comes on and you feel like your stomach is going to come out of your <laughs> ass.
0: Like, <laughs> take it back so to the good old days. Yeah, kids are not what they're missing. Yeah, oh, God, come on. those are the good old days. Yeah,
1: um, but no, good for you and highlighting all the online mm. stuff. You know, we wanted to talk about that just to sort bring it to light because you are doing a great job with that. Thank you. So um, much. But we want to ask you some random yeah. questions. It was yeah. a feature that we did a while ago. We haven't done it for a while, but we oh, thought yeah. you're the perfect person. Just like, well, I mean just blurt out some random nonsense Ooh, okay. and just see what see what you think. See what you think. Yeah.
0: Cool. So the first one, the first question <laughs> I've got <laughs> is uh, from what I've read and listened to, like me you someone who loves going out for food, for drinks, mm. with friends.
1: Being with family. You,
0: family. Yeah. bought for the journey on the way. And yeah. um, if you could pick your ideal dinner party setup, who would you be inviting to that? Oh God. Um
2: it's one of those, one of those questions I always think about and I okay, Ricky Gervais.
0: Lovely. He, he's, Ricky Gervais's gotta come. Yeah. yeah.
2: He's got to come. Um and do you know what? I'd have like I'd have like a magician there, like a David Blaine or a Dynamo. Is he entertaining guests
0: yeah. or is yes. he? Yes, yeah. yeah, no, fully. Okay. No, he's Do not. That. No, he's not allowed.
2: No, 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 he's not allowed to be a part. of that. He, he just needs to make something disappear or something. I've never seen magic that close up, so I would really what? love that. Yeah.
0: So, so wait, is it just you and Ricky Gervais? Single Candle and Dynamis doing magic? Or yeah, no, yeah, there? no. Oh, there's more people in here, <laughs> yeah. um, I And do you know what?
2: I would just... I would have... I'd have one or two famous faces just for the lulls and, like, the uproar of... Wah! When, you know, they come in. Because all my mates love all that. Oh, my God. But I would just... I'd have just my friends there, my stupid friends from school, who I love <laughs> to death. They are so funny. They make me laugh so much. And we just we have so much fun and it's, it's going to sound so boring but it's actually quite stressful when you're it when there's loads of celebrities at a party because the focus is on them and no one's really behaving in like a normal way mm. i i want to go to a party where everyone's letting their hair down and no yeah. one no one's really bothered there must
0: be some big famous celebrities parties where people are letting their hair down i mean or... yeah we only <laughs> to discuss those. We'll leave that one it's there. Only at but my I house. just, I just feel like mentally, I'm going to create an image there. There's yeah.
1: definitely yeah. somebody in mind there. Oh, no. yeah.
0: Well,
2: no, I get in trouble all the time. I let my hair down way too much. Yeah, <laughs> I um, bet you're on
0: a lot of people's ideal dinner party guests. Oh, that's so. yeah, that's awesome. a nice thing to say. Yeah. Thank you.
2: Um, but yeah, no, I'd keep it like I'd keep it quite simple because. I'm yeah, I'm quite easily pleased. If I've got booze and food and a nice kitchen and Dynamo yeah, on the side. Dynamo play. doing some <laughs> card tricks. Great. Done.
1: Yeah. Uh we know you like an impression. Yeah. And then in this intro, well in the intro of this podcast, I said I'm an impressions lover and I like to. Tom does a myself. good
0: partridge.
1: I do. Do you? Yeah i, mean, Go I... On. Uh, oh, well, it's I hard, say? isn't it, when people ask oh, me? You no, um, oh you're so dirty.
0: <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> That's amazing Do it again. <laughs> He's going to
1: lap this up. You know, oh, I my always, God. I always tell him it's not very good. I was ready
0: to patronise the life at you and go, oh, yeah, that was oh, the He's okay. a good and it really wasn't that good. Go on, do another one.
1: Would well, that get that line again? Yeah. That, uh, oh, you're so dirty. No,
0: no, that is. The, that's <laughs> the best. Partridge
2: oh, impression oh, I've
0: ever... Don't give him... I'm serious.
1: A tag, My favourite guest, ever.
0: Oh, my God. No, that is actually We're now going to ask you to do one as well. Oh my God, I can't
1: You're follow that. You can do quite a few, though. I can't follow that.
0: You can, who can you? Who's your favourite?
2: Well, I do the GC all the time, darling, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I always do the GC. If I'm on set and I'm kicking off, like, where's my coffee, darling? I asked you a long time ago, honey. Do you know what I mean? I don't even need to be here, honey. <laughs> You I could just do the rest the
0: of the interview, I yeah. feel. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I find oh,
2: so funny? I find so funny about impressions that for me it's just a party trick. I don't actually think I'm that good at them. And then people go, oh yeah,
0: that's really funny. It sounds right. And I go, okay, well I'll just do more that's of that. That's a great then. impression. Thank you. It's yeah. really difficult to do. I can do no impressions. I'm not even going to try. I'm not going to do something I, then. Even if you even if I wanted to try. I couldn't, wouldn't know where to begin. So I'll leave it to you
1: guys, the the
0: prize. I I have
1: some school friends where we would just talk to each other in impressions, it wouldn't be anything else, it would just be... Either Brian It's from hard I... or if it's good, <laughs> or, or, yeah, I think it's. Sad. We don't have real life conversations. Yeah. <laughs>
0: we just do impressions.
2: No, yeah. that it's. It, I, I, it's a party trick. It's a fun party trick. It's though, a isn't fun it? thing. Yeah, no, it's I love a a it. Lot. My mum's an impressionist, yeah. so I, I, grew up. She did a bit image, right? Yes, yeah. yeah, that was kind of like her sort of first big thing. Um, yeah, my mum's re- my mum's great uh, impressionist. She used to. It sort of started with when she was reading us stories in bed. She would do all the voices and things, and mm. yeah. Um, and she's a singer too, so she would do like singing impression. I, lo- I do say a lot of singing impressions. But again, just a party trick. It's
0: a party trick. Can we ask for a singing impression? Or? Ooh, okay. Ooh, that's, uh, that's uh, cool. Oh, OK. That was another. It was thrown out there. Should Aye. I do, OK.
2: <laughs> Should I do like a, a Britney? Britney's oh, yeah, okay. Great. I'm um, baby, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wow. That oh was amazing. God. That's all I'm
2: doing.
0: <laughs> you didn't <just> need <laughs> to
1: do more. Yeah, that's all you
0: have to do. You just have to go, I'm um, baby, baby. That,
1: You're really good at that. That tops the partridge.
0: I just feel so inadequate right no. now. No! Hey, come on! You've <laughs> <laughs> got, you got oh, your podcast, got you're nothing, a good host. got you're... nothing in the locker.
1: You're no. a good host. This good, I mean, you
0: know, if we ever need to do a sub-episode, we can do just an impression off. I feel yeah. like I could sit in. And...
1: Yeah, I'm looking for
0: ideas for yeah. a podcast. Maybe we should Yeah, that
1: would yeah. be a great podcast. <laughs> yeah. Ideas are formulating. It'd be like um, on the
2: trip. Have you ever seen the trip? Where yeah, oh, all those, so Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be like yeah. me and you, like, just doing impressions at each other That'd whilst eating scrambled Yeah, egg. yeah. <laughs> What a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so lots of... Uh, it can be dating rumours, as you alluded to in the press. If you were set up on a blind date, mm. the last random question we've got, <laughs> what would be the least sexy name of someone that you could be set up with?
2: Ooh. The last name would have to be something like um, like a really unsexy food. So right, okay, I've got this thing. Okay, I've never said this before actually. Like, I'm or you anything. I expensive. I have this thing. Like, if I if I'm on a date with someone and I want to order something, but it's got like an embarrassing name, I won't order it because I don't want to say it.
1: Like, I point to the menu. Yeah,
2: yeah. if, if like, I don't want to say the word gammon on a date, <laughs> so like what's like, wrong with a harmless gap, bit of gammon? no, no, like, the word gammon's embarrassing. You can embarrassing. pronounce it gammon. I don't even like saying prawn. <laughs> <laughs> so if I
0: want to order a prawn, I go, Oh, I'll have the... I'll
2: have the chicken.
0: <laughs> it's easy. You could just do a, a point. Mm, you could do... Oh, just, it's, I'll just have
1: the... Um, I'm always turning it yeah. like,
0: yeah. No. Well, it's more embarrassing when people, like, if they're in an Italian
2: restaurant and they start doing the accent of all this. I'm like, oh, oh
1: do that. yeah, just yeah.
2: say yeah. <laughs> Um Yeah, no, so th- going back to your point, because I've gone completely off.
0: <laughs> I it, I thought you were going to say a surname like Egg or something. Yeah, Egg. Yeah.
2: Imagine if your surname was
0: Egg. What
2: would you do? <laughs> I feel no offense to anyone whose surname is Egg. Oh, no, could no. Be a legitimate surname. It's, it's complete offense. <laughs> I, Norman Egg. Norman egg. There you go.
0: Norman That's egg. It. Nailed Herald it. Harold Gammon. I'm never going to be able to order Gammon egg and chips again. And it's one of no. my favourite, like, dishes. So it's, it's eternally real oh, for me. God. But no. I really, I really you know, you enjoyed that. You sit there that. all
2: pretty in your dress on a date. You don't want to be talking about Gammon and eggs. like. No. no. <laughs>
0: Right, oh. so we've got our first plot twist question for you. Yeah. So we talk about plot twists as being unexpected events that happen. So usually we see them on our screen, but actually they can happen in our lives. Yeah. So if you had to pick a moment in your life that's been a plot twist moment for you, yeah. that's changed the course, what would it be? Oh, God. It, t- to be honest, the jungle for me. Mm. It
2: was. It changed everything. Took me on a completely different path because up until then you know I was a jobbing actress and which was great but up until then I'd played the same kind of roles I was playing the you know sort of sexy schoolgirl next door type and then I did the jungle where everybody saw who I was as a person and it just totally changed The, the terrible thing is that if you're sort of seen as a pin-up type girl, you know, and I'd, I've done lads mags and all that kind of stuff, you're really, really put into... A bracket. A very, yeah, a, b- a very mm. specific bracket. And it can have quite negative connotations to in that bracket. You know, if you're a comedian and you're this bookish, smart, amazing person that talks about politics all the time, you're put in quite a positive bracket. You're known as really smart and witty and intellectual, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um But if you're, for some reason, if you've posed in your pants and you've got blonde hair and, you know, you've been known as Charlotte Big Jugs in in certain (laughs) shows, you're not seen as smart or, Mm. you know, uh, with any intellect at all. And I wanted to write and I wanted to, I wanted to write articles. I wanted to, you know, front campaigns to make big changes with things. And I felt like I wasn't being taken seriously up until that point. So I thought I'm going to have to, it's terrible that you have to do this really, but... I thought I'm going to have to really do something different and show people who I am as a person so that people don't have this expectation of me but like a quite a negative mm. expectation
0: must have been quite scary to go into because yeah. you go in you're completely shut off yeah. from the world and you mm. don't know what that reaction is yeah. and the big until brother effect isn't it? it's yeah the big it's brother effect everywhere. you're in lockdown like it's yeah. you're, you're, <laughs> you're you when you get there
2: honestly you land in australia you you sort of get bundled into a car and your phone and everything gets taken off you it's so dramatic I love it and then <laughs> you go and then you get to your hotel and you're put in your hotel room you're not allowed to leave your room you have a chaperone next door that's making sure that you're not you know kind of leaving your room and doing anything Um, and you you just sit there and wait until it's time and it is scary I remember when I when my parents and my brother and sister dropped me off at the airport and I knew that my life was going to dramatically change at that point I didn't quite Mm. know how much but I knew I was about to enter into some kind of different phase of my Mm. life and Mm. it was a huge moment and I just looked at my mum and dad and I went I'm scared. Oh, <laughs> and they and my mum. It was like it was like my first day at school when they're you know sort of putting your backpack on and you got your, your new pencil case, yeah. yeah. Oh. And like they were like, "You're going to be amazing." They spoke to me like I was a baby again. I was like, <laughs> "Mummy, I'm scared." She went, "You've got nothing to be scared about. Everyone's going to love you, and it's going to be amazing."
0: And they did. Um, oh, thanks. it's so different, isn't it? Because as you say, before you were an actress, and mm. you go into roles and you become somebody else you take on that persona Mm. but with the jungle you can hide behind yeah yeah you go in and you are you yes and it's so stripped back of everything Mm. and even like the physical thing just stripped of food Mm. you know you're hungry yeah you're with random people which is you know living with random people is stressful at the best of times let alone on a Mm. sort of Mm. public forum Mm. I can't imagine.
2: I always say about the jungle, it either brings out the best or the worst in you. And mm. sadly, for some people, it the show hasn't worked for them because it's brought out the worst in them. <laughs> but I would say for me, oh, I mean, it just couldn't have been more perfect for me. The thing is, I know I'm not a bell-end. So <laughs> I like I'm 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 a kind person, I'm empathetic. People, it takes a lot to annoy me, really. Um mm. I don't really get hangry.
1: Uh, I, I would get hangry. Yeah. Tom would be, the thing. But Tom would be out week one.
2: one. But, I
0: mean, day one, maybe. But, you but maybe the way... Oh, that's voluntarily. nice. Yeah. You, <laughs> Probably I'm just self-voluntarily left. Please, I need uh,
1: for a confidence but... Don't even wait for the public vote.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm. But, you know, it, I yeah, I just knew all the things that I was going to be challenged with. I, I knew it was going to be hard, and I knew physically it was going to be really, really tough. But... The the food stuff I, I knew I was going to be fine because I was great. It's a diet that I'm being forced to go on. Fine because I can't stick to diets in real life. So I thought I'm just getting and every day your trousers are getting baggier. Do You I see like, it, don't you? Excellent. The oh, it's yeah. the best feeling ever. Yeah. Like I and I love that. So and and also. You know, I, I do drink a lot of wine and I eat, like, eat a lot of pizza and I go out a lot and I'm you know I'm very naughty. We all know that. So it was like a cleanse. I, honestly, <laughs> I was washing myself in a in natural water in the jungle. Was and the eating bugs? being covered in bugs? See, a that's slightly what you struggle, different. Fan.
1: You'd really struggle. It with is different. That. It yeah. is. I think it'd break you.
2: Do you think it would? Yeah. Well Well, I'm I'm but this is the, he's the thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's gone
0: in. It's gone in, hasn't it? I've got in there just as yeah. I planned to,
2: yeah. <laughs> it's, re, it's replaying in his mind.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> he hasn't forgiven no, you. No,
0: he never will. I know. Never.
2: Um, he'll mention it when I leave. He'll go, yeah. thanks for making me like I a fucking it. I guarantee head. you for six months he'll bring it
0: up. Yeah. So.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but my partridge <laughs> impression is good. So I'm, it's really on, good. Best one I've ever heard. I'm going to cling on to that for at least 12 months. It'll be
0: his ringtone, you saying that. Yeah, probably Don't do that. But
2: no, yeah, it was it was just it was soul cleansing, it was and also when you do that, you know that it's gonna be physically challenging. So you know what you're going into, so you're mm. happy for the challenges. I mean, yes. it's really hard, but I knew I need I always flourish when I challenge myself, so I knew that the harder it was actually the best it would bring out in me. Mm. Um you, I did realize I slept in there the best I have ever slept in my life. I'll never sleep like that again. I couldn't believe it. I remember the first night we got there and my, the team I was on, we'd lost the task. So oh, nice. we had the bad camp. Mm. You know, there's like the luxury camp and the the shithole camp. And um, we we were put in the bad one. But even that, I I went in and everyone was going, oh, my God, it's going to be so hard. I was like, it's fine. It's only three weeks of our life and we'll be in the good camp soon. It's all part yeah. of it. It's all part of it. And I, but it, it was funny that night, everyone slept so badly because we're literally sleeping on the floor. And I have never slept so incredibly. <laughs> I woke up like, oh, I'm gonna have a great time. Didn't didn't care. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be loud. I thought it was. I was gonna be scared of having bugs crawling. Around. But you're so knackered, and um, you know, yeah. it was just. It was just amazing, and embrace I it. yeah, and you've got to embrace it. You
0: have to embrace every second of it, otherwise, it won't go well for you. And like you say, the jungle. It felt like coming run up in that really gave you that springboard to do yeah. the things that you wanted to do, oh. and that your career took quite a different turn after that. Totally, but even but I thought.
2: You go in there and, if I'm honest, like, you sort of go, okay, I might have to close the door on certain things. I thought I could probably kiss goodbye to a, a Bond girl role, you know, but, <laughs> but I wanted to I wanted to write a sketch show and I wanted to write a tour and I wanted to do a comedy tour, like a one-woman comedy tour and, and all of that. So I knew it would help those things, but I didn't think I'd get given my own sketch show or my mm, own epic. tour. It, literally, I came out and... I would realised that the tour was put on sale whilst I was in there, but I hadn't even written it. So, but it sold out by the time I'd come out. No pressure. So I was yeah. like, oh my god, because I didn't think. I thought I'll just deal with that when I come out, and if you know, if it sold a few tickets, great, and I'll you know, I came out and the whole thing had sold out. I was like, oh shit, I have to actually write it now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just what amazing. So, and it hasn't closed any doors at all. If anything, it's just opened all these amazing doors. And mm. I think as well, I think I can say this there's less snobbery around kind of reality TV now. The fact is reality TV is changing TV all the time and yeah. it's the biggest thing. It cleans up all the awards at the award shows. Whether mm. you bloody like it or not, hmm. reality TV has taken over. like.
1: But it's a launchpad to other things. Yeah, totally. You know, totally. To- if you're not a better If you're not if if you're a better
0: <laughs> Um Do you think, in a way, going into the jungle and, as you say, stripping back yeah. all of these expectations and just being able to be yourself, you've spoken before about feeling like you didn't fit in mm. at school and not feeling, you know, that there's this perception of you that you, you're you not. Do you think that helped with you feeling like you could just be your authentic self and feel like you fit in? Or do you still feel in a way like you again, need to be a certain person? syndrome in
1: general. Like everyone, those people yeah. speak to, they have that.
2: I guess, yeah. I mean, I th- every job that I've ever done, especially in the acting world, you know, you, you get booked to go on the job. As soon as you're booked, you're like, Surely not. I can't believe I've got that role. That's mm-hmm. unbelievable. To be honest, though, I think actually my confidence got worse as I got older. When I was younger, I was fearless. And I remember I auditioned for the Inbetweeners and I remember saying in the casting, I remember saying, I would never say this now because I know the etiquette of an audition. <laughs> but I remember saying in the audition, I remember going, there's no one out there that can play that role better than me. And I just said I said that because I read the role and I knew it was perfect for me. Yeah, um, There are certain roles that I've got that I I can't believe how I did it, and definitely I had imposter syndrome there, but roles that were really made for me, like Charlotte Hinchcliffe and and roles like that, I deserved that, I think, because I just knew nobody else could do it better than me. Mm. Can I say
0: that? Of course you can. Of course you
2: can. I mean, and also, a lot of actors do this. They're very sort of self-deprecating. They're like, (laughs) yeah, you know, I just... (laughs) I was like, yeah, I just, oh, I don't think I deserve, they know that they deserve that. <laughs> it, it's bollocks, like, a lot of the time, don't get me wrong, a lot of the time it is imposter syndrome and all that, but give yourself a bit more of a pat on the back yeah, than back that. Yourself is yeah, yourself, awesome. Yeah. I think you have to, but I think as I've got older, strangely, you know, everything gets wobblier and saggier and lower down, and you kind of, <laughs> you do definitely get a bit more, like, well, because the, the, the sexy schoolgirl roles were kind of <laughs> diminishing, like, very quickly, I was like, okay, I am going to have to do something different, because I can't play a schoolgirl anymore well
1: with you know. these different projects and I suppose the jungle's helped in that you have got mm. the sketch show you've, you know, you've got the stand up mm. and you've done these presenter gigs you've done so many different things what is most out of your comfort zone? What has been the stuff that's kind of pushed you the furthest?
2: Do you know, sort of going back to acting, so I'd done the In Inbetweeners, and I'd, I think I was on, like, my 10th movie role, and I'd got this... I auditioned for a Disney film. It was called Patrick. It's about a little pug dog. Uh, it's got BT Edmondson in it. It had Jennifer Saunders, and it was, you know, Mira Sayout, amazing cast. Mm. And I thought, well, there's, there's no way I'm going to get that. So I, w- I went in the audition, because, I, you know, up until that point, I'd been on the front cover of FHM in my knickknack. <laughs> so I was like, there's no way I'm going to get a Disney film playing a PE teacher. <laughs> so, but I went in, and I wore the right clothes. I just, you know, learnt my lines and everything, because I knew, I, I thought to myself, well, I'm not going to get the role, but I'd like to make an impression. I'd like to show that, you know, there's other strings to my bow than just being the, you know, girl-next-door type um, with her boobies out. So I went in, and... The director was really lovely to me and she kept sort of going right Let now let's try it a bit like this bit like this and she was so complimentary in the audition and I got the role and I couldn't uh, th- that was when I really couldn't believe it I was like oh my god and I appreciated it so much it was the first role I'd ever been given that was completely different to uh, mm. anything I'd ever done so this this director she's called Mandy Fletcher terrifying woman but absolutely amazing and fierce and strong, and she believed in me. She saw something completely different in me mm-hmm. than, than anyone else ever had. And so I remember getting on set, and it, it was quite funny because I was so nervous. It was the first time I'm ever doing anything like this. And I we had to do the first take. So bear in mind, PE teacher, right, Disney film. And I did my first take, and she went, no, cut, cut. I was like, oh, my God. She went, She went, you're flirting. Stop flirting. I went, <laughs> what? She was like, you're flirting? She went, why are you flirting? You're not coming on to this person. You're the (laughs) PE teacher. And I went, "Um, "Okay, let's go again, go again. So we went again. She went, cut, cut, cut. She went, you're flirting again. You're flirting. I was like, what do you mean? And she sat me down and she said... You are so much more than a, a pair of tits. No, she not say that. <laughs> People say she's just a big pair of tits. Um, no, he, she, she said, oh. you are so much more. She said, I'm so sad that you have had this way built into you that oh. you think that you have to be flirtatious in the way. I developed, without realising it, I developed this style, if you like, mm. of being quite flirtatious. I've always got a flirty glint in my eye. And she said, that flirty glint, I don't want it. I don't want to see it. She's like, That's not what this is," she said. "You, you know, you're funny and warm," and she was listing all these things that I was going. Honey warm, all the things I'd never been called before on a set <laughs> oh, because I, I was never sad. I was never that it was never those kinds of roles. Mm. So it's almost like she saw who I really was as a person and wanted more of that to come through. But she made me do it again and again and again until it was right. And it was terrifying and I thought I'm real I'm fucking it up, it's awful. But I really I I'll never forget it because and I appreciated it so much because she saw something different in me mm. uh, to what anybody else saw. So and that was a real turning point for me. It made me understand that I don't have to just be, you know, the flirty blonde in the corner. And it was quite a it was quite a metaphor for my life, you know. That really gave me the confidence to kind of go on and play other roles and but at least have the confidence to believe that I could, you mm. know, if I wanted to. So, yeah, Mandy Fletcher, legend. Terrifying we get, we get like but a legend.
1: We get quite a lot, don't yeah, we? That's we quite get, profound, really.
0: And we get quite a lot that people have someone in their life yeah. who believes in them more than they believe in themselves, yeah. who pushes them to do something. Mm. And actually that opens up so many more doors totally. that they've never have pushed themselves into. Completely. And I remember after that, mm. I got the
2: Dad's Army movie with like Bill Nye, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Awesome. And it was just the bit be- And I thought, I don't think I would have got that role mm. if I hadn't have done this Disney film. Yeah, it just gave me this kind of turning point of a, diff- a different kind of self-belief. The self-belief I had when I was uh, doing the in-betweeners and, do, and, you know, playing those sexy roles and doing the lads' mags and stuff, that gave me a certain confidence for a certain time, a certain period of time where I was fine with being that. That's, mm. that's, that worked for me then, and it did give me loads of amazing work, and I'm, I'll always be so appreciative of it. But, yeah, it just got to a point where it was a turning point that I wanted to... I wanted to do something different.
0: Mm. And also growing up a bit, I think, yeah. like an evolving as an actress. Yeah. And yeah, I can't wear a school uniform forever. It's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. 70 yeah. in there, whip out the skirt, get it embarrassing, yeah.
1: <laughs> what, what about looking forward then? Because you've you know, got this this popularity. It's almost like a blank canvas in terms of what you could do or work towards. What What is the ideal? Are there aspirations to do a, a maybe a serious drama or something different mm. in that sense.
2: The lovely thing is that everyone's kind of allowing me to sort of dip my toe in all these different things and what I've found a real passion for and a love for is writing. So and I think at the moment it's all about creating the really good stuff out there is the stuff that's been created by the the person. There'll always be vehicles that are kind of created for you that that will work at, at times but I think for me now I've now I'm now in a really luxurious position where I'm writing things, and people want to hear it. People, you know, mm. and that, I'm so lucky, and that's that's amazing. Um, so is yeah, that for
1: stand-up or is that for... Yeah,
2: well, yeah. for for my sketch show and uh, for stand-up, um, I write articles uh, for magazines sometimes, which I really like to do. I want to write a sitcom as well. And it's oh, it's dream. lovely, yeah. And it's, it's, it's lovely that people are kind of allowing me to, to do that. Um, and, I mean, don't get me wrong with my sketch show, you know, it's a team of writers as well. I have to, you know, they have they deserve so much credit because to learn how to structure a scene is quite difficult, you know, you have to... Mm. But, you know, it, the fact that most of it... Is my ideas and yeah, my ideas are being listened to, and that is a really, really lovely thing. So sometimes I have to really kind of remember that moment because that doesn't
1: always happen. You can write for our podcast if you like. Okay, oh, Yeah, sure, That's, why not? Yeah, let's do that. You might get yeah. funnier she's <laughs> well, on one today on, you really are on one
0: today I, I'm, I'm also not, part of the,
1: you're, I'm part, a half you're part of, of the process that
0: was yes, you're part of the team yes. <laughs> I it was, it was always a stab at you Tom Yeah.
1: have
0: wow. be a victim um, you talk there about your stand up comedy and I know that a lot of the material that you use for that is around as you said being single, mm. dating life but I read a quote and it made me a bit sad and I just want to check if this is true Okay, you said Men have clouded my mind and spoilt my plans my whole life. Mm. Sorry, I didn't mean true? to look at you directly. <laughs> yeah, then. Just that at was me. a just moment for Tom. anyone yeah, listening. Yeah, I didn't mean to. I made eye contact with Tom as yeah, I didn't Thomas, mean like, <laughs> yeah. Embodying all, men, all men in the world. <laughs> the men. Yeah. Is that um, true? It is true, yes. The thing is,
2: I, I love men, right? I love them. <laughs> Bloody love them. <laughs> I'm a big, right. hopeless romantic, mm. and my whole life... It all started with Disney Princes, right? Oh, yeah. All I thought about all day at school was playing Kiss Chase with the boys or Disney Princes. Didn't care about anything else. I just cared about boys. I fancied boys. I was very flirty. I was very naughty. And yeah, I've just grown up being very much kind of like that and allowing mm. allowing boys and, and men to cloud my mind. But <laughs> sometimes in a really good way. You know, the good thing about that is is that I wear my heart on my sleeve and I know how to love and I know how to be loved But sometimes in the past has taken priority, and I am trying
0: not to do that nowadays. I do think Disney has a lot to answer. Disney does unrealistic expectations. uh, I do.
2: Honestly, like because Prince Eric from the Little Mermaid isn't turning up knocking at my door, I'm sort of going, "Well, where have I gone wrong?" Audacity, yeah. Yeah, but it's no, it's it is something I um, I talk about a lot. I always sort of say to myself, "I'm not going to talk about that anymore because it gets so much press pickup, and people are obsessed with me talking about my my love life." But I think it's kind of important to talk about it because there are lots of women out there who are in their 30s, who are Absolutely. single, who maybe think they're doing something wrong because they're not in a relationship. We're made, mm-hmm. we're sort of designed to think that we meet someone and that just becomes our life. And, you know, that, do you know what? My sister said something to me recently and I was all like, I was all upset about something. And she went, she went Emily, nobody is coming to save you nobody is coming to save you. And I was like, what do you mean? She went, no one is coming. They're not coming. So no one is coming to save you. So you have to, there's no man that's going to, ride in on a white horse and make everything better and mm. pick everything up and scoop you up and go, don't worry, everything's going to be all right. It's mm. not going to happen. She said you'll meet someone one day and it'll be amazing and lovely, but it won't be that. It's not They're not, they're not coming to save you.
0: I think a lot of people think that when they meet the right person, mm. it will start a new chapter yeah. and they will be a new person and mm. they will have this... I think we've grown up, particularly, I think our generation, that that's the, like you say, the expectation Mm. of the course you take and therefore my adult life begins when I've met the person. And what you actually Mm. realise is when you meet the right person, Mm. you continue... As you are yes. as a person, yes, and they add to that, totally. but they don't completely define it. And yeah. I think that's a, a lot of well, people. Well, the, they say that with that yeah. the movies,
1: and we're joking about Disney, but actually they do set this unrealistic expectation really? that there is going to be this sort of this defining moment where everything totally. changes, and you're totally in love with the rest of your life. And it's just like that isn't the reality of it. You no. gotta, you know, start thinking about things. It's like actually saying, let's let's get out of the bubble here. Let's yeah. get out. of this burst the. Mm. You know, let's get back to reality. And actually, mm. that is that's a healthy thing. Yeah, totally. That you don't quite get perhaps in.
0: I think dating now is much more difficult anyway because everything is accessible. mm. It's very superficially led and, you know, people, like you say, turn up on a first date where Mm. you don't know someone, they're probably nervous, you're nervous. Yeah. And if there's not an instant lightning bolt that comes from the sky Mm. and hits you... yeah. Better move on, don't yeah. waste my time. And it's yeah. like, it's yeah. really
2: sort of nothing changed. grows
0: anymore, nothing it's, is, it has to be instant. Yeah, it's
2: so true. It's everything, like, though, it's everything. Like instant gratification. Yeah. Yes, mm. yeah, and that's at the end, dating in your 30s is really tough for that, you know. Um, and I think, I think what I find too, that's something I don't know if it's me imagining it. I feel like I'm not treated as well by other people when I'm on my own. Like, I feel if you're with a partner there's an element of protection there. So mm. I sometimes feel like I'm targeted by the press and things like that because, because I am on my own. I, I sort of look at articles that are written out there about me and things and th- I saw this article written about me recently that said Emily Aitak needs to take, uh, t- needs to, and it was written by a psychologist. You know they do a psychologist section? Oh, yeah. Body language. Someone who's never uh, met you. Yeah, <laughs> someone who's never met me. Yeah. And it said, the headline was, um, Emily Aitak needs to stay, take a step back from her love life and focus on herself. Hang on a minute. <laughs> Number one, what? you've never met me in your entire life. Second, again, don't mean to bang, me, bang this drum too much, you wouldn't say that to a bloke that's, like, no. going off, being single, Check having a lab. great time. Yeah, say Tell that to Pete Davidson. Do you know what, Pete, I think you should take a step back from your love life because you need to focus on yourself. No, yeah. he's just living the dream, dating all these beautiful women, and it's all, it's all being celebrated and it's all fine. Whereas... I, you know, I am single, so I, if I go on dates and it's, it ends up in the paper things like that, it's it, it looks like I'm I'm out of control and that I'm being reckless mm. and that, yeah. I, you know, and that's really... I find that really, mm. really hard because... And I read this article, it really upset me because it just... And as well as someone who, you know, I have therapy and I talk to a therapist and, and all of that and I just see a therapist writing something about me that they have no clue
1: about. Mm. And it's... Let's, it, you know, it might, it might just be gossip. It yeah, might to be true.
2: Exactly, yeah. and they're just making these assumptions. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's just I fu- I found that I found that actually harder to read than you know than being fat shamed or you know someone mm. actually talking about my character and guessing what I'm like in my head. I mean, they got it bang on. To be fair, because they were like, <laughs> you know, she clearly sort of hangs on to a man sometimes for security because she has abandonment issues and all. that. Literally, it was written like that. She clearly has abandonment issues and, and all this. I want to go. Yeah, cheers for that. Thank you. It's almost like. I felt like a therapist had had actually taken our private sessions, yeah. even though they hadn't, because I'd never met them before, and just, like, s- spread them around everywhere for for entertainment. That's a deeper that, layer
1: of exposure as well. Yeah, a yeah. deeper
2: mm. layer of exposure. And that, yeah. for me, is
0: there's a line. So there's got to be a line somewhere, you know. But dating must be hard, because if my single friends ever say, oh, I'm meeting someone, I'm like, mm. oh, what are they called? Mm. You know, you can Google someone and you can find out what yeah. their job is and have mm. a little browser on the socials. For you, that must be next level does that make it much more it must make it it's much more so difficult
2: hard yeah it's so fucking hard and even if
0: they're like no i don't know who, i didn't
2: know who you were you're like did you not yeah it's do you know don't get me wrong i'm not bloody madonna like i know you know but it's what you mean like in terms of you know lo- <laughs> 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 it does no, a it's level like, Don't of put fame. yourself down.
1: That's what I meant. Oh yeah, thanks, so. oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, although hey, I have posted some things like Madonna. You know, with her ass out like under the bed. Um, no, I, I, it's it's so hard because the thing is. As well, I like to date normal guys. Normal for want of a better word, but like people who aren't yeah, in the, in the who aren't in the public eye. There's a lot of guys that I've dated who <laughs> a lot of guys, um, guys that I've dated where they aren't in the public eye. But that's really hard because they turn around and go, Do "You know, I can't deal with all this pressure because we've only been on a few dates and now I'm being labelled your boyfriend. It's just too much." Nice. That's happened before. But also, dating really famous people is also a fucking nightmare mm. because it's just this massive thing. So it's like...
1: Conflicting schedules, I guess. So, yeah, that. yeah, I, totally, I mean, totally. You
2: know. Yeah, so it's... it's, it's basically, <laughs> I'm fucked. No. <laughs> no, it's really hard. It's, a, it's, it's, it's really hard. I don't find dating itself... Dating's fun, you know. I always have really fun dates and, and it's great. But yeah, when, it, when things sort of maybe might want to take a more serious turn, it, it's yeah, yeah, I find it really, really tough.
0: I can imagine.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's um, let's ask you a plot twist person. Mm-hmm. So we, we tend to ask like, if, there, if there's somebody that behind the scenes, you've already mentioned a couple of people that have been influential in an unexpected way.
0: Mm.
1: Is there anyone that stands out other than the people that you've already mentioned?
2: Mm. Oh, again, another name drop. Um, when I did the Dad's Army movie, it was the most amazing cast. It was like Bill Nye, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Danny Mays, Toby Jones, Sir Tom Courtney. Great actors. Michael Gambon. Mm. Yeah, it was just, it was amazing. And... I remember we went out for dinner one night. Bill Nye took us all out for dinner. <laughs> Sounds like a fake story, isn't it? <laughs> Bill Nye took us out for dinner. And we were sort of chatting really in depth about, about things. And I was talking about my insecurities in the business and stuff. And I said, you know, I feel like people sort of, they come up to me and they say all these things. And they, they talk to me in a certain way. And he, he just went to me. He went, um, I'm just going to say one thing to you. He said, people in life fuck it up. So he said when they're coming over to you and they're either putting their opinion in on something or, you know, he said they're the ones that have to go to bed at night and wish they hadn't said that. So don't take things personally. People are interested in you and what you do and sometimes they say the wrong thing, you know. Because people do come up to me and they say the most irritating, annoying things, like about either about my love life or about my weight, my body, or you know, about a job I've just done.
1: Because it's just everyday and people, come it, Yeah, to and yeah. they, because
2: they sort of think they know you, you yeah, see? especially course. when you've done The Jungle, it, people yeah. think they know you because they yeah. watched you every night. Yeah. For, yeah. You know, um, and Bill Nye said, he said, people fuck it up. They just fuck it up because they have this opportunity to say something to you and it's almost like verbal diary and they go, Oh, what can I say that uh, what can I say that she's gonna remember and then hopefully it'll stick in her mind or something, you know. Mm. And he was like that people just fuck it up and I've never it's such a tiny thing but I've never really forgotten that so if someone says something you know that pisses me off a bit I'm like "Oh have got say but I just remember what Bill Nye said he was like people fuck it up they're the ones that have to go to bed at night and that, those words are ringing
0: around their head and they're probably lying they're going why the fuck did I say that and I think we can probably all relate to that I've mm. definitely been in situations where I've said something and after yeah. this, I've thought why yeah. why an yeah. Yeah. many times no. I mean, no. I've, I've done it about 25 <laughs> times in this interview but you, you know once don't you take that step back no. And actually, put yourself in that person's mm. position and see that person as a human who might have made a mistake. Yes. It yes. becomes less targeted and personal to yes, you, yes,
2: completely. And I think, and as tiny as that kind of was, it was really it kind of really stuck in my mind. So yeah, cheers, cheers, Bill Nye.
1: Good Let old Bill Nye. Nye. Good old yeah. Bill Nye. Well, that kind of relates to the online things I was thinking about earlier when we were when we were prepping, and like the stuff that you shared that people will say to you, and it's really mm. quite disgusting actually. Mm. And the think actually, like this person might have uh, a daughter or. All, mm. You know, they do. or or grandmother or something. It's like mm. I don't know. Would you would you would you want them to be exposed to what you're saying mm. to this person? I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's mm, it's weird, it's isn't weird. it? And I
2: always do that. I sort of because I'm always intrigued. If someone says something awful to me online, I look on their profile, and yeah, a lot of the times they're just completely um you know uh, uh, no picture and anonymous. But a lot of the time they are in their photographs with their families mm. and mm. you know their their daughters. And yeah, that's that really surprises me. That always surprises me because I think. If someone said that to your daughter... But this is the problem. Not everybody... If you're in the public eye, people think you're not a real person. They sort of just think that...
0: And you're invincible. I think
2: people. Yeah, too. yeah, and they sort and they sort of think that you're there for them to do that. They they have a right mm. to have an yeah. opinion on you yeah. because you're up there for their entertainment, and mm. you're there. It's almost like people think that if you've chosen that world of celebrity, that's what's expected of you. You're, yeah. People can say whatever they like to you because you are
0: there for their entertainment. Mm. You know, it's awful. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like you say, there's a there's a certain amount of resilience you can have, but yeah. you're a human being at yeah. the end of the day. I'm a very sensitive human
2: being as well. I think I I use humor and you know all of that like loads of us do for to kind of cover up but I'm really sensitive Mm. and then it's it's sort of like I always sort of say this it, it ties in with everything it ties in with being on my own and being single and all those things because it sort of starts this accumulation in my mind of like of it's like a domino effect of negative feelings so like if somebody says to me uh someone you know sends me um like a sexually explicit message I go Okay, I call it the staircase of self-blame. So you, I start at the top and then I go, why have they said that to me? Is it because of what I look like? Is it because of what I put out there? Is it the pers- person I am? And, and it makes you question everything you are. Mm. And, and is it because I'm single? Is this why I'm single? Is that, you know, and then it's... And all of a sudden, you, you drive yourself crazy. Mm. Um, and it, people don't realise that just one message like that, one sexually inappropriate message, can. Tr- they don't realise what that can trigger in your mind. It's not just about seeing the message and going, oh, that's disgusting. I don't want to see your hairy ballsack, thanks. Mm. You know, if it was just that, I'd get over it really quickly. I've seen loads of horrible hairy ballsacks in my life. <laughs> how but much do you get sent? How oh, much, God. How, like, what, what? like, hundreds a day. Really? Yeah. Yeah, oh, and it's oh my God. it's yeah it's 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 awful, and it's um I always say this I always say, before breakfast I've seen about ten penises I haven't asked to see. It's not normal, is it? No. no,
1: beyond that, yeah, wow,
2: and people don't realize—they just don't realize the harm and the the triggering that it can yeah. kind of spark in your mind, and mm. where else you kind of take it in your mind. Like it's, yeah,
1: and it's tough because I suppose there's all this positivity in terms of other messages you're probably mm. getting through, and yeah, and you know, really positive engagement. Mm. But then obviously there's a there is a minority, or well, there's a. There is those messages going yeah, through, yeah. but um, yeah, keep fighting the fight because you. you know yeah. it's, it's important.
2: And I do. It's that awful thing, isn't it, that you sort of forget the good when it's
1: you know yeah mm. alpha, it is it, know. is it is the and it is in and you know what think of you
2: yeah and 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 I am very lucky, and people are lovely to me too. That mm. you know I wouldn't sit here and be like poor me. You know I am one. Of, I'm one of the lucky ones. You mm. know mm. I people are nice to me. G- you know girls kind of relate to me and say really lovely things about my shows when they come and watch them and things. And you know I am one of the lucky ones. But it's quite funny to think isn't it? I'm one of the lucky ones and I'm still...
1: Being yeah. really deeply affected mm-hmm. okay. mentally,
2: yeah. but with, by the stuff that I, that gets said to me online, yeah. Mm.
1: I mean, obviously, you're doing that, and that's a really important cause. What else can we expect? Anything coming up that we can get excited? for? Well, so I've just
2: announced. I'm actually doing the announcement today. I'm, so this is kind of an exclusive, exclusive really. Oh. Yeah. So um, me, Ruby Wax, and Mel B are doing a brand what new travelogue what? series. Yeah, for BBC <laughs> Two. Stop. And yeah, so in in a month's time, I'm going to Colorado with those two oh, for wow. a month. Yeah, That'd we're be traveling. Really cool. We're traveling the whole of Colorado together. We're retracing the steps oh my of this. God. She's one of the world's first ever kind of s- feminists, and she's she was called Isabella Bird, and she she's one of the world's first explore, female explorers. You know, back then as women, you couldn't you weren't allowed to explore. And she turned around and said, "No, nah, fuck off! I want to explore." Trailblazer, so she, yeah. She's called trailblazers, yeah. So yeah, me, Ruby Wax, and Melby, we're retracing the steps of Isabella Bird, and yeah, all around Colorado. It's going to be absolutely
0: fucking mental. <laughs> now we're the same age. Did you ever? Think think when you were 12 years old and singing to Wannabe that you'd be touring around Colorado with Mel B? I honestly, I can't stop thinking about it. I don't know how I'm not going you to be talk singing about the Disney songs. about Disney dreams all the time. coming true. Yeah. I feel you know. Let's yeah. expand that outside of the princes it. of the story. Yeah, like that's what everyone what princesses keeps, are doing. Everyone keeps
2: saying to me. Everyone's like, "You're going to Colorado with a spy scout." Oh my god. So yeah, that's amazing. And I think they wanted three women, you know, from different kind of that are in different zones in their mm-hmm. life, like different kind of stages of their life, and but three strong women, you know. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. Hilarious yeah, as well. that sounds yeah. brilliant. Yeah. We went it. Right, one more name job. So we went out. <laughs> we, Gordon Ramsay took us out. For lunch because it's his production Casual. company that, yeah. that are doing it, so he took us to his restaurant and he like sat with us and and you know all of that, and um, it was the most mental lunch I've ever been at the most mental afternoon of my life. It was <laughs> hilarious. Mel B bought her dog with her. And the dog was just like running around the kitchen and Gordon was like, Mel can get your fucking dog out of my
1: kitchen. <laughs> Hi, big boy. I was like,
2: this is... Oh, oh is that another impression? <laughs>
1: no, no, no one. No.
2: that one in there? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was the most mental afternoon and we, we had so much fun and I just thought this, this is going to be a trip of a lifetime. Forget Ibiza. This is going to be the best trip ever. Yeah.
1: That. It's like off the beaten track, isn't it, a little bit? You wouldn't think of, in America, you wouldn't think of Colorado, perhaps, mm. as, a, as a typical destination to yeah. visit. You'd think of yeah. Florida or, or New
2: Yeah, well, because I just keep thinking about Dumb and Dumber, you know, when they, they <laughs> go to the Rocky I Mountains. <laughs> We're literally doing the whole of Rocky Mountains, like, and, and, you know, near Aspen and all those kinds of things. I'm going to do a Mary Swanson and just, like, get all the you know, the sort of, the sexy ski gear on and oh, all that. Yeah. Own it. Yeah. Own it. I say that now, cut yeah. to looking like a fucking <laughs> moron, like snow ploughing the whole way down, <laughs> cannot ski to save my life.
1: Well, that will be good, for. we're looking forward to seeing that. Then. I'll just
2: be at the, the bar, what's it called, the... Um, Appreciate, yeah. I'm just going to yeah. be there. The whole Rose time. all day. Yeah. And I have said that to yeah. the producer. I'm like, I'm not actually skiing, I will just That's be. manage yeah. expectations. Yeah. 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 I put it in the contract.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Well, we yeah. loved having you on. It's Thank been great, been a great Thanks chat. so, so much, much fun. She's got
2: it flies, isn't it? Yeah. It really time does. flies when you're having fun, darling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please.
0: So that's the interview over. Conclusion, I love Emily Atak.
1: We needed a party for episode 50. We got it.
0: I want to go <laughs> to Colorado with Ruby Max, oh, Emily Atak and Melby. Of course you do.
1: Fourth wheel, friend.
0: Please invite me.
1: It would be great fun. Think of all the skiing, the wine, the cheese.
0: I was going to say I've also got excellent apres ski abilities. So, you know, sign me drinking? up, guys. If anyone drops out at last minute,
1: I'm your girl. Or they just need an extra in the background. Or they
0: just need someone to walk in the background. (laughs) I'll pay for my
1: own flight. That would be great fun. (laughs) And and she was great fun. Throughout, everything was just, um, yeah, heartwarming, funny, quirky.
0: What you see is what you get. Because I've always loved Emily Atack, and I follow her on socials. I watched her in the jungle. So I was intrigued, you know, was that the Emily Atack that was going to arrive today? And it was everything I expected. She was hilarious but she said a lot of poignant things.
1: Well, that's the thing. There's a really nice balance, almost a contrast, but a, 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 maybe a healthy contrast, and that there is someone that is is sensitive, but also unapologetic, mm, and that yeah. she will say what she thinks and how she feels.
0: She's very true to herself, which is Absolutely. funny because she yeah. she almost talks about she doesn't trust her own not not abilities, but you know she talks about having self doubt and not being confident. Whereas actually she out of a lot of the people we've met is probably one of the people that I feel is. Feels like she's got the most clear sense of self, yeah. which is different to how she talks about
1: herself. Yeah, it's funny how we can have that sort of to quote you again, that juxtaposition. But it's mm. it's true, and you you really saw that even throughout the whole uh, interview. They were kind of where we went from how she's sort of combating online bullying to then talking about you know dating and having Sunday that...
0: race with Paul McCartney. Uh,
1: yeah, she do. Yeah, as you do.
0: <laughs> 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 we had some great name drops. We had in some there. great There's name nothing drops I love more than a name drop I think Bill Nye,
1: because you just know he's, he's a lovable sort of
0: Has a killer yeah, plot twist person yeah, that's, isn't that's it that's pretty
1: strong yeah big thank you to Emily Aitak what fantastic. great fun that was 50 episodes it's been a joy and uh, we'll be back next week with another Corker
0: we will see you then <laughs>